Sarah and George Joy Property Podcast. How to invest £500,000 in property. So that was one of the questions I was asked this week by one of my followers. Sarah's not here at the moment, she's looking after the children. Um, They're being emotionally a little bit tricky today, so she's keeping them quiet while I record this video. So exactly what to do? Well, I think the first thing is you should always, you know, look at Uh, what do you want? What are your objectives? But before you do any kind of property investing, so do you want cash flow? So that's when you're getting money in the bank every month. Uh, Are you happy for it to be more kind of regular and fixed? Or are you happy if it fluctuates? High amounts some months, low amounts other months. You need to consider those as well. Or would you prefer to have capital appreciation? Which, um, you know, you can't really live on that, but um, that may be one of your goals, reaching a certain, a certain target of net worth. And the next thing is, what are you actually interested in? So there are many property strategies out there and you might not be interested in most of them. So, you know, if you decide you're gonna do one type of strategy and you start going down that route, you may find you keep giving yourself excuses um, as to why you can't do it and what problems are coming up. And you might just find one thing after another and it just basically never happens. And I've certainly had that with myself as well when I've tried to, to learn about a strategy, gone on courses, I'm interested in it enough to, to consider it, but deep down I know I really don't want to do it. It just sounds like too much work, too much hassle, uh, and eventually that has stopped me from doing it. So I've wasted a lot of time, a lot of money, Um, in the process. So think about what you are interested in doing too. So, and then from there, then okay, so how am I gonna invest this money? So, um, you know, and as as for the first part, you know, what do you want out of it? That will also determine your return and your risk. So how much return are you looking for and how much risk are you willing to take? So his question was, if half of the money was from the sale of a house or cash and, and so on, so 250, and another 250, in a SaaS. Uh, and this investor is um, you know, quite new to property, hasn't done any before, so um, also need to keep that um, in account as well. So his first thought was to put it into serviced accommodation, because he's heard great things about it. And you know, serviced accommodation can, can do great things. Um, but you've also got to look at the current environment, the economic environment, and to be willing to adapt. So um, you know, in, in booming times, serviced accommodation is great. Um, and for those existing providers, where they've always had a steady stream of contractors, then you know many of them are not feeling that much pain. But for somebody new to the market, new to SA, um, right now is not a, not a good time um, to for someone like that to to start. Because you know if you're thinking you're going to get tourists, currently there's no tourism, is there? So you know all of that's currently knocked out. You know we do hope it will recover, and there'll be lots of staycations and so on. And you know many of the SA providers have dropped out of the market completely, so that has you know that will create a slight shortage of supply. But um, you know I don't think for somebody new that right now is the right time for them to get into SA. Um, for those people that are already in it, been in it for a long time, loads of contractor bookings, then they you know they're fine. They will carry on you know riding through this. So, um, so that, that, that's one option. Um, but I think you know, a safer option at the moment is, res- is, you know, is residential. So uh, rent to buy, which is where um, a tenant is going to buy your property in a specified period of time, like five to seven years, um, and they'll pay for all, you know, all the maintenance. You shouldn't get any voids because they want to buy your property and they'll pay a top up um, every month along with that. So 
that that's kind of like you know you get a property and just like hand over the keys five to seven years time you get get a lump sum um, back and you're getting all that rent in the meantime so that's one good option another option which is quite useful is um, working with the local housing authority so if the local housing authority is paying their rent then you're not really going to get any rent arrears or you shouldn't do um, and if if you do then there are there are ways to follow up with the council to reclaim those rent arrears and, and have the, um, the rent paid directly to you. So those, those are two strategies that you can use with the current economic environment. And certainly, you know, as we're, we're assuming that there could be mass unemployment coming up, then you really want a bit more certainty about the rent being paid. So that, that, that's kind of what I, what I think would be a good strategy for someone fairly new and residentially is very easy. It's an easy strategy to get into. It's the easiest uh, and in general is one of the lowest risks in terms of property investing. But then he's got a SaaS as well. So he's got half, half of his money in a SaaS, so 250,000 in SaaS. Um, so what can you do with that? And again, he's, you know, he's new to this. So you could either buy a commercial property, so you could buy it um, you know, with, with a tenant already there. And he did talk about putting the whole lump sum into one tenant. And again, I would completely advise against that. It's always best to spread, spread your risks because, uh, and this is something that, that uh, Sarah and I learned and we talked about in our book, Retire Now, um, that if you put everything into one pot, then you know, if, that, if that tenant goes or something happens like they're going to rears or whatever, then that's your entire portfolio and now you're just bleeding money. You're having to get a job to support that money. So the best thing is to you know, take your pot of cash, split it up into much smaller bits. Then if, you know, if one is vacant or if one is in arrears, then you still have all the others supporting it. So that's that's the good thing to do, diversify. Uh, so, you know, with, with, this, with this pot, don't put the whole lot into one, one tenant. Um, also think for, you know, tenanted commercial property in, in general, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment. You know, what's gonna happen when we come out of the lockdown? Uh, who, who knows, you know, companies going bankrupt all the time. So, um, you know, the, the commercial market's a little bit uncertain at the moment, unless of course you're investing in Amazon-proof businesses. So those are the things where, where do you have to take your body? So, you know, is it a dentist? Um, is it, um, you know, is it, is it a, a takeaway? Although you can obviously get those delivered. You know, is it a tattoo parlor? Who knows? Um, so anywhere where you, you have to physically go, so it's not affected by Amazon. Um, and then is it, you know, is it coronavirus-proof? So, you know, things like warehouses are a pretty good idea, pretty good thing to have at the moment. Um, but also hot, hot food delivery, that's another, another good one as well. Um, so you could you can directly buy uh, properties with uh, with your SaaS. You can also you know lend lend money out to un, unconnected parties as well. So perhaps they were doing a development, but you've got to do lots of due diligence on on your partner, lots of due diligence on the specific deal. You want to be really certain that you feel that you're going to get your money back um, plus interest. Uh, and again, don't sink the whole fund uh, into one developer. You know, you spread out your risk. Um, so make sure you do that. Um, or you could loan the money, you could do a loan back to your company, to your sponsoring employer, and then you could use that for property investing yourself. So you could use that, for example, to buy a residential property, um, create, add some value, and then remortgage it afterwards. You know? So that's something you could do as well. And the usual caveat, speak to your independent financial advisor whenever you're thinking about investing. And of course, with your SaaS, um, when you're making any investment decisions, you know, speak to a professional, um, company trustee um, who can help you with the uh, analyzing the deals 
um, and make sure you comply with HMRC guidelines before you invest. So I hope that helps if you're thinking about um, how to spend your money, if you're new to property investing and don't really know where to get started. Um, but uh, I'd also be you know, interested in your thoughts. If you're already a property investor, or already got started in property, and you suddenly came into £500,000, what would you do with it? So tell me how you'd spend it. Put it, put it in the uh, description below. And don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye.